0: to read the legal thing behind that agreement i wonder if any of our audience member knows what the agreement is behind no one knows
1: everyone just <laughs> agrees too we're so we compliant do, to everything everything
2: lord, yeah, lord he, knows i've given my neck my first two grandchildren up to apple with all the agreements i've no just agreed to. <laughs> no yeah without doubt. a doubt without meanwhile, a
1: doubt. We're, meanwhile we're back at work going don't you just check the box don't um you know
0: and exactly. officially, I never do. Never. Meanwhile. Allegedly. Yes, upload it to the cloud. Yeah. yeah. This is fun, guys. This is getting together. Hey, but wait, James, you know, for old time's sake, story, a quick story before we bring our guest in. New sense. Orleans, 2022, July. LGA 192, 195. We're all there participating. I had a room. My room, I, I think it was a room. It might have been a closet because the 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 mattress was in the bathroom. So every day I would, you know, go out and get room in the aisle and or the hallway. As I'm walking down, I noticed on the corner, somebody had rented out the whole corner suites. I mean, it must have been 8,000 feet, multiple floors and everything. I'm like, this, is, everybody...
1: so, this is so scary where this is headed, but continue.
0: No, no, I, it, 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 true story, true story. So every day I, I was admiring, I'm like, somebody from the LGA conference must have grabbed that suite because they were having breakfast hospitality, nighttime hospitality, networking events, and such like that. And finally, after day three, as we're down in the exhibit hall, and I looked over at our guest booth, that compliance lady booth, and I'm looking, and it says, please join us in our suite any day, anytime you know, between the hours of 8 a.m. or what, and I'm like, that's you at the end of the hall. That was, had I known, I would have crashed in there. What a
2: pro. Well, massive lesson learned, oh, am I on? Massive lesson learned to us because we should have had one of our signs out there. It never even, we were telling people about it. We were handing out little cards and obviously we should have had a sign up there. So people, because it would have been fun in that case for people if they just walked by to be able to stop in. It was fun. It was not eight thousand square feet, but it was. It did was, you was ever? Nice to have that did bro. you
1: ever walk into the suite and Jimmy was just curled up on the couch? Did that ever happen? Yeah, no, I like eating you, the
2: chips we left out
1: from the night before, just a bowl of guacamole. We are we are here. Uh, I swear, you never know when we're starting the show anymore. Aaron, no, we we're visited. We're visited today by Aaron McKay. You may know her. Is that compliance lady? And I was corrected this morning because I said, Oh yeah, the compliance lady. And Jim said, That no, that compliance lady. And that makes a
2: big difference. It does. It does.
1: Aaron, welcome to the show from Alaska. Hi
2: Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm excited.
1: Are you nervous? Is this your first time on a podcast? I'm just kidding. Say that again. Is this your first time on a podcast?
2: Is it? No. It might be, I think, actually. Spoiler. Other oh, than as mine. a guest. As a guest. As
0: a guest, yes. Oh, let's, let's please, can we table that? Oh. I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath to dive deep into that. Spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah? Like
2: but I do think I, yeah, it is, actually.
1: Wow. Well,
2: okay. No, no, luck. Good luck.
1: Good uh, luck. We, we've yeah. talked about this. We have a support group, all the people with podcasts we get together every once in a while. And it's funny when you end up being on someone else's podcast because you have you're used to having to shut up, right? I mean, like that's what you should do as a as a host, right? That's what we're told. That's what Jimmy tells me. And uh, being on the other side, you're, you you kind of lay back, and then you're like, oh, I'm supposed to talk. So uh, hopefully today will be a blast. And so glad you're here.
0: Yeah, me it's too. gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Uh, we've gotten some great stories. I, I, we, I could go on for, as you know, me probably an hour or two, just with some of the stories recently, but let's bring our audience in Aaron. And you one thing that uh, our audience has always told us that they love origin stories, you know, where that compliance lady started from what, what where did it begin? Where did it grow? Uh, what's the garage? What's that called garage uh, tool bench in the garage start?
2: Was my di- the tool bench in the garage was my dining room table during COVID. Amen. Okay. Perfect. So I um I have actually worked in the oil and gas industry for over 25 years. And most of my career has been in compliance of one sort or another, but it's earlier on, it was environmental water, wastewater, solid waste, that sort of thing. But it was kind of the same function. And um, I worked for aliasca Pipeline for almost 20 years and partway through that. Nice. They had an opening for their DOT compliance person, and I—I I used to say arrogantly, but it wasn't arrogant. It was naive. I was naive, and I applied for it. And I said, "Oh, I know compliance inside out and backwards, and I can do this. It's just a different program, and I had no no idea how different it was from the other. The other most of the other programs were more siloed and specific, and. I didn't realize that the DOT, the PHMSA pipeline stuff was covered everything, you know, training, operations, maintenance, public, you know, the whole gamut. So I, I had I, I known, I probably would have still done it, but it was kind of a shock. So I, I did that for years and, and made all these connections throughout the industry and just loved the industry, loved the people, learned so much from going to conferences. and. But at my heart, my degree is in natural resources management. And I've always loved systems and processes. And one of the things that always drove me crazy was that I could see better ways to do things if you set up systems and processes. But when you work for an organization, your job is to support that function. And and that doesn't give you time to kind of back up and develop these tools and resources and that sort of thing. And so a few years ago, I just I was ready to make the leap and and left my job with a directly with a pipeline operator in August of 2019. Of course, having no idea what was coming six months later. Right,
1: Surprise.
2: <laughs> And so, spent a few months. You know, I was kind of tired after working all those years. Kind of took it easy a little bit and got everything set up with the company. And um, and literally, in fact, I actually signed the contract to have the tool that we have developed. On um, not only right at the beginning of COVID, but it was when I don't know if y'all everybody probably remembers the price of oil dropped negative for a couple of days yep. okay. in April of 2020, and it, that's actually when I signed the kind. Con- there was a a short time where I was like, "Am I crazy to spend money on this?" But I thought, well, the, the industry is not going away. It might change, you know. And so we signed the contract and. Um, And started development, and actually the timing worked out fine because it was 2020 when we first started, and not you know so it was a good time to my the developer amazing. I was really really lucky. He's amazing. He's in Las Vegas, and we I never met him until we went to Washington D.C. for some meetings over a year later. Never met him in person, but we developed this entire tool, and um, so the timing was good, and and it's taken you know so now we're getting the word out and that sort of thing. But the compliance lady actually came from you know the name of the business was evergreen compliance which is not not that there's nothing wrong with it it's not that easy to remember though you know it's like one of those wasn't there somebody and i was actually taking i was the photographer at a golf tournament up here in anchorage and there was a uh, guy named peter Michicki. he he was actually the senate president at the time the alaska senate president and he worked for conoco phillips and we used to talk back and forth about things because our pipeline's connected with theirs and we'd talk about who's doing what and are we covering everything. And so when his team came by the little booth to have their picture taken, I was chatting. And I said, oh, I don't know if you remember me or not, but, you know, I worked with Hill Corp and we used to talk and he was just very casual. He was walking away and he turned around. I said, well, of course I remember you. You're that compliance lady. And he kept walking and later on or the next day, I was like, I bet you that's what most people think of me. <laughs> it's like, yep. It's like, I don't know what her name is, but she's that compliance lady. And um, so I kind of put it out as a joke in a couple posts on LinkedIn, and people really picked up on it. And I thought, well, that's it. So anyway, we kind of switched from there, and it's it's been fun because people do remember it. And yeah. in fact, I was at a at the petroleum club up here in Anchorage last night talking to some people. And we were joking about getting, trying to see if we get the phone number like one eight hundred compliance or one eight hundred. But I'm not going to do that. But it was funny to think about. So
1: that's fantastic. I love that, it, Jimmy. It reminds me of when we're out at the shows and people say, "Hey, it's the coffee guys." Like, yeah, they really. Do. That's that ends up being what what the call is at the end of the. Well, then
2: it was funny last year sometime you know the one of the other neat things about alaska is it's such a the, the whole state's like a small community you know and yeah. we literally run into our senators at the farmers market and you know and but it was i was actually at costco with my daughter looking for something and peter Machiki, he happened to be standing on the other side of a thing looking at you know iPads or something and i told him that he never knew i said you know just so you know you're the reason we have this whole new like name for the, the business so we're doing. And he was just laughing.
0: That's great, though. But, you know, I, I love that origin story because, you know what, though? That's real. And when you think about it, it makes perfect sense because, I, I mean, I remember the first time I heard it, I'm like, that's an interesting name. I won't forget that. You know, that's something mm-hmm. that will, will be stuck in my mind.
2: A lot easier to forget Evergreen
0: Compliance. I mean, it's still our legal name. It's still the name of our tool. Evergreen
1: Compliance. Just kidding. Yeah, come on. That's the compliance lady there. Aaron, uh, one thing that we bonded on at at various events, we saw you in Alabama. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, was just your general, you mentioned it already, you love this industry. And so you love being involved. And we were talking about shows and everything earlier in the pre-show which still is the greatest part of the show. I'm so sorry that everyone misses that part. We need to record it. But, but but our kind of shared passion and I say uh, between all of us uh, for this industry and our involvement mm-hmm. in it and we talked about some of the work that we've done and continue to do in various segments with a lot of associations but one in particular that's I know everybody is you know it's the mainstream but is the American Gas Association, and I know they have a big event coming up in May, uh, in our backyard, which I'm pumped about. Um, we're excited to to be a part of that event. Um, but there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes of AGA as a whole. You know, if you remember what AGA is really about, you realize that there are a lot of folks that work behind the scenes. We talk about it, Jimmy, claiming your seat at the table, right? Yes. There's a lot yes. of seats at the table at the end of the day. And I know you brought up a specific group that's close to your heart and, and that you've worked with. And it, honestly, it's a segment that Jim and I didn't know anything about. So, yeah. And ironically, we're catching up. And so we're like, hey, we need to talk about this more. So tell us a little bit about that group and specifically what, what they uh, are after.
2: So, in the as a part of the American Gas Association, there's a committee called the it's called the GPTC, the Gas Piping Technology Committee, and their mission is to produce what the short version is called the Gas Guide, but the full version has the Gas Piping Technology Committee. Da 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 da. Um, but it's a uh, they were I know they've been around for over 50 years because we had the 50 year. Kind of celebration at 52 years actually because 50 years hit during covid but it's a committee generally around 100 people and they produce this guide and this guide is like a thousand pages long and it's got it's exactly that it's a guide to um Developing and implementing the programs under 191 and 192, it does not cover liquids. Obviously, it's the American Gas Association. But what I found when I first learned about the guide was, you know, we all know there's certain, you know, sections of all these regulations that are um, similar between liquid and gas. So I would even use it if I was, you know, when I worked for Alaska Pipeline, we had the obviously the 800 mile oil line, but we also had a gas line. But I would even use it for that if it was something you know, like public awareness or something else that didn't really matter. If it was oil or gas, and the regulations are very similar, but it's a really, really well developed um, guide. It's updated routinely, and the committee meets three times a year, so it's it's a fair commitment. But I, and I don't know how that compares when people talk about being on NACE committees and stuff like that. I don't know how often they meet, but um, so it's a fair commitment. But they, and for instance, you know, one thing that's very relevant to what's going on in the industry right now is as new rulemaking comes out, and of course, there's been such a, a, you know, the more rulemaking in the last five years than there normally is, but they update the guide based on that. And so that in and of itself is incredibly valuable because I know companies and you know, people are struggling to kind of keep up with, there's, you know, there's three rims from just the gas mega rule alone, there was the valve rule and, you know, throw a few other ones in there. And, um, and there was a, when the um, gas rule reg started to be finalized, a committee, uh, you know, kind of a subcommittee was formed to work on the gathering rule specifically, because it was such a, I mean, that had been coming for 15 years. And so they have put some of the guidance out already in the addendums, and work continues. I am technically on the committee, but I really haven't participated that much, so I don't I really get very little credit for any of it. the The rest of the committee has really done the bulk of the work, but they will, in fact, when we go to the meeting, it's a meeting the week after next in Charleston, South Carolina, and then we they stay a day afterwards and kind of work on that gathering. Um, guidance and so so that's exactly what they do it's a tremendous amount of work and but you have agency people industry people people from the trades people from cons you know consulting and service companies operators and um anybody can join i think there are some specific limitations on being on what they call main body or some of the kind of overarching parts of the committee where they keep the mix to a certain thing, which I think is pretty typical, but as far as the committee itself. And so we're, I am really interested in making sure people are aware it's out there because, you know, we love to have, you know, the more different thoughts and fresh set of eyes you have on this stuff and people's input, the better. And, um, and just for people to be aware that this guide exists And also suggest maybe considering working with the committee and you can come to the committee meetings without being a member. You can, I think you can do that indefinitely, but um, that's what most people do is you come to one or two meetings Mm -hmm. and then decide if it seems like a fit and then you just put your application in and, and, and go from there.
0: Uh, Go ahead, James. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I sit on the LNG committee for the for AGA. Absolutely love it. Uh, the the sharing of knowledge is intense. And yes. you know, James, James often speaks about a seat at the table, and there are definitely seats at the table. And I apologize for not knowing I probably have seen placards for that committee. And unfortunately, selfishly, probably I'm always focusing on where the LNG committee is being located. So I apologize, but I learned a lot with that today. One quick question of the guide, you referenced this. And uh, did you, how big is this guide? Did you mention this before and then I miss it? Or how big is this guide? Is it 30 pages,
2: 20? It's a thousand. (laughs) It's a big, it's got all sorts of appendices. And and part one of the reasons that sort of popped up on people's radar in the last year or so is, for years they had the guidance in there in one of the appendices for the leak grading. And that didn't really exist anywhere else. And so a lot of people mm. would use that. And even though if you didn't have a copy of it, people would pass that around and use it in there. And of course now there's, you know, you know, a lot of energy into should we be grading leaks and should we be doing them different and that sort of thing. So that's kind of a topic, but it's, but you're right. And, and I will also say there's something different about the, Status of the GPTC committee relative to the other AJ. So they don't have, you know, you talked about May, the big event. Yep. You know, the day, the first day is committee meetings before the kind of convention or conference starts. It's, they don't, that's not where they meet, they meet separately. And I don't really understand Ooh. what's different about it. I probably should know the answer to that. Um, okay. But so that might be why if my boss hadn't said 15 years ago, I want you to go to these GPTC meetings, I would have probably not known it existed either. That's and so we're also doing a lot of outreach. And you know, I mentioned to a few people and we've had in the last year, maybe five people join because myself or Alice or somebody said, Hey, you should come check it out. Um, I did want to say one other thing. Oh, you're talking about the seat at the table. I am a complete geek and love all that stuff too. And when I went to the AGA in Orlando in October of 21, I think, yeah, yeah. I just like got there so I could go sit in those committee meetings. And it's amazing. Like, even though I wasn't on any of the committees, I would just kind of wander around from one to the other and listen to what they were talking about. And, um, and because I was heavily involved with the GPTC committee, I didn't, didn't really feel like I had the bandwidth, especially as somebody – with a upstart, you know, we're still kind of getting our feet under us as a business, you know, to, to yeah. kind of commit to something else, but it's, it's amazing to, like you said, see who's there and listen to what they're talking about and thinking about and get ideas. And, and it's very open, you know, you can just, you don't have to be on the committee or anything. You can just walk in and sit and hear what's going on.
0: It's a great environment. Um,
2: Go ahead, James. Amen.
1: Yes. Aaron, I, I know also that um you are you've got an announcement kind of uh, exciting thing you want to talk about in the same kind of area and, and making this even easier for folks. So you want to, the floor is yours, ma'am.
2: Yes. I'm we're in the same vein talking about the GPTC committee. We are incredibly excited because last week we um, finalized an agreement with them to you put be able to put the GPTC guide inside the tool we have. We have a tool that lets um, users in the industry, and that's consultants, operators, agency folks, attorneys, trades. Um, we've kind of scraped everything off the FIMSA website and just tried to make it easier to find and use. I kind of drove everything from when I worked for operators. This was the stuff I was always looking for, but. I knew that the guide was an integral part of what people rely on in, you know, what we refer to a, in the framework I have is like identifying, assessing, implementing, and applying all the the rules and that sort of thing. And i had been working with them for um, quite a bit, but, you know, they've got a lot on their plate too. And so it finally all came together and we signed the agreement and we have the files, we're putting them in our tools. So it's just going to add, make it even more valuable to the users to be able to research, you know, questions that come up during audits and improving their programs and that sort of thing. So we're super excited. Um, Eric just got the files yesterday, so I'm not sure how long it'll take mm-hmm. to put it in there, but he's quick and, and super sharp. So I'm sure it'll be soon.
0: I'm sure an hour,
1: two hours, yeah. right? So it's a copy and paste, <laughs> so right?
2: I tell you what, there are times with him when I think, you know, we have an idea and I think, to do whatever we've thought of. Well, in fact, one of the recent ones we did was a couple of people had asked about putting the FIMSA questions from their integrated inspection question sets in the database. So they showed up with the thing. And so we talked about it. And I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be a months long, you know, effort. And and it's funny because he'll go off and the next day he'll go back. He goes, you know, I thought about it last night. And actually if he then he talks like developer talk that i don't understand. yeah yeah Yeah. that and write and write a script or whatever and they're in there the next day so there's like no rhyme or reason to it or the things that i think are going to be quick are the ones that take a long time but yeah we've been very lucky but um so yeah they'll be in there soon and um i'm hoping by the time we go to the meeting in charleston but you know at least it's in the works and i'm excited
0: that's really fun that's really fun. And I, have to, I'm just laughing right now because I think I've made the comment to, we have a team of software engineers, quote unquote. And my comment would be, well, just co-
1: just copy, uh, quote unquote, they are.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's intense. And I'm like, well, just copy and paste it. And they'll give me the exactly. look like, you're like, well, go away, you know, uh, you know, and James is my buffer. He's oh, like, no, Jimmy, listen. I mean, to that me.
1: was my world. I lived in that world longer. You than were chief oh, okay.
0: Yeah, was I was, a, I was one of
1: those those guys writing that code for a long time of my and life.
0: You had to deal with people like me. Copy and paste it. Respect,
2: I know. Well, it's funny. While we were doing development and kind of laying out what we wanted everything to look like and how it was work, I used to preface everything. And remember, this was all over Zoom for the first year and a half, right? Yeah. And I would always preface everything and say, please understand what I'm going to ask you. I don't know if it's going to take you five minutes, five days or five months. So just, please don't I'm just ask a question.
1: Me. Yeah. Please don't gouge me.
2: I <laughs> I'm consciously
1: incompetent. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, if you're folks, not
2: the one doing that work, you literally have no idea. It no is a idea. black box.
1: It's a black no, box. No,
2: no, no. Yeah. A
0: lot of folks for sure. I, I started, I started to get down to the point of like, hypothetically if we wanted this to happen what is the process you know
2: but oh well. well, we we also put in a thing where you could he, he put a link in where it would kick you out to the ecfr because it'll do the red lines so you can put dates in
1: oh. and
2: um so we have the amendments you know included in the tool so you can look and see oh this section was updated three years ago or something And I wonder what it said three years ago. Hmm. And we've thought about doing a whole thing inside the tool. I'm like, why would we do that? I mean, that's the other thing that I'm very passionate about is is there's so much good work and stuff going on already in the industry. It's like we don't want to recreate things. And and for as much as people love to gripe about the federal government, they've got amazing things on their website and technology. And one of them is a red line function in ECFR. You can go out there and put in any two dates and it'll, it'll just go bippity boppity boop and give you a red line. And I had mentioned that a couple times and, uh, and I had to laugh. and then we were on a demo with this huge midstream company. And one of the guys on there mentioned it. And so the next day, Eric says, you know, I thought about this overnight and I can actually just link that right in the tool so that if you want to see the historical versions of things, it'll send you right there. And I was laughing. I said, "Well, that's funny because I've mentioned that about fifteen times and not a peep." And then a client mentions it, yeah. and the next day we're going to put it in there.
1: One of one of the folks that reports to me told me the other day, "I wait until you ask for something twice before we do anything."
2: Did <laughs> they and really I said, say well, now that? you're
1: going to have to up it because now I know your trick. It's like you you your on back, to clock back. Boom, boom. Yeah, so, Aaron.
0: I want to I want to bring us around this is a, a a thing that's near and dear to James and my heart. We were blessed in uh, December to be able to give a keynote uh presentation at the Alabama Pipeline Safety Conference uh in Montgomery, Alabama at the at the Shout, out, the
1: shout out to shout our out. friends there.
0: Oh, wonderful friends. Amazing. There. And the keynote was not typical. I mean, it wasn't like about regulations or regulators or any of that. It was thought, leadership, culture, generations in the industry. But one of the topics we talked about was just do it, just get started. If you, uh, what is it? If you can't walk, then crawl. If you can't crawl, then whatever it is. But anyways, there's a a slogan in there. And and a quote.
1: (laughs) It's different.
0: I'm sorry. So then... I'm at the Montgomery airport. And again, we run into each other, Aaron and I do. And Aaron said, you know, James and you're, you know, really hit a nerve with me or uh, a chord with me. That's a better term, a (laughs) chord. And I am going to start a podcast. And where I'm like, wonderful. And she's like, do you think I can do it? I'm like, I know you can do it. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm doing it next week. And I think he had it planned. And I think maybe we might have been the ignition just to get that kicked off. But a friend with a pipeline was launched. I would say was it right around the holidays? It was right end of December in early January. Um,
2: or mid? No, it was December because the, the Alabama was like the second week of December, and I think I did right. it that next week. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Tell, tell us about it. where where I oh. mean, I, I'm sure it had been in your mind for a long time, and I'm glad to know that we at least helped you know get it going. So give us some story about that because that's wonderful
2: it it had been in my mind for a long time, and I was excited to see at a pipeline conference a keynote and a presentation. like like you said, you know, we we tend to get as a regulated community, very yeah. focused on the regulations and the rulemaking and the statistics and that sort of thing, which are all important. They're all very Absolutely. important, very. but to also focus on the people aspect of it. And I, you know, we've talked you know, I love this industry. I love the people in it, but it's very heavily in, in my world. Anyway, I'm sure this is true everywhere. Um, engineering focused, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and not as much on soft skills, communication, and, and that sort of thing. And so I was excited to see that change. And I think we've talked to, I mean, the, the, Al- that Alabama conference, there was something cool and special about it. I mean, they're all amazing, but that one that. for some reason, and and obviously they had the foresight to have you guys do a keynote that wasn't, you know, on regulations or, you know, pipeline statistics and that sort of thing. H-M-M. And, um, but I, I also want to circle back along those lines to something else that you guys said that, really resonated for me. So you're right. We ran into each other in the airport. In fact, I think we were on the same flight. We went from there to Atlanta. Yes, and then, really. yep. and then, um and so I did, and I'd been thinking about it, you know, cause the keynote would have been the first day of the thing. And by the time we were all leaving was two or three days later. And, and I remember thinking, God, yeah, I've been literally talking about this thinking about it for, I didn't even know how long, but a long time. And, and I remember, and I've even got a friend up here who does communications and, and that sort of thing and she always said don't try and make it perfect because nobody wants that anyway like people actually like the ones that are more real oh, like if you're all polished and you got you know the stuff people are like wah, 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 you know and um but so yes you're right that i was just like well you're, they're right i need i've been thinking about this i'm just gonna do it but another piece when i listened to the podcast from last week or your kind of 2023 kickoff and you guys talked about that, and you said talked about how I sent you an email and said, "Hey, I'm going to do this. Here's the thing." And because I talked about your keynote and that sort of thing, wanted to give you guys a heads up. And the the reason I'm saying all this is, one of you said um, something like it was almost like she was asking permission, not that she needed permission to do it. And I find that as somebody starting off a business there is this thing and i've realized just in the last few months that there have been a lot of things like that where i realized i was sort of waiting for permission which almost doesn't make any sense because like who would i wait be waiting for permission from but you think there's going to be some official thing that happens before you do something and so we've gotten a little bolder and more proactive i guess and just doing the things we want to do because i realize that's absurd. And obviously when I sent that to you guys, I wasn't really asking for permission, no. but, no. but yeah. as a heads up, but it was interesting to me that I even, I mean, it was really more as a courtesy and I thought it was kind of cool sure. because you guys sort of inspired it. But the fact that you, that has been something that, as I've read mm. and thought about like what we're doing and how we're doing <laughs> it and just need to get out there and do the stuff, whatever it is, whether it's a podcast or anything else we're doing you
1: know yeah was it deep deep in your mind were you hoping somebody would stop you you know like you know is there something back there that was like maybe they'll get offended and i won't have to put this out you know like there's (laughs) part of it that's so it's so funny to think back at that time i just watched it jim and i were actually reviewing that keynote this morning updating and um one of the slides is our first episode like us Mm -hmm. It's so funny and sad and, like, and not sad. I just mean the time frame that we were in was sad. We were in the middle oh, yeah, of definitely. part of the oh, pandemic. Yeah. The only yeah. reason we were doing it is because we didn't have anything else to do. We were in a room by ourselves,
2: you know? Nobody to talk to. Yeah. And Seriously. and so,
1: so when you look at that now and you see it, it's so comical, you know, to look back 150 episodes in, you know, and look at that and go, man. I can't believe we did part two. The first one is almost more (laughs) believable than number two, because you're like, you watched the first one? Like, I can't imagine who watched the first one. Probably no one. But we didn't have anything to do back then. What are you going to do?
2: Yeah.
1: So funny. So funny. We're so bad. Tell people uh, how they can watch the podcast, what they can do, because that's one thing is we want to promote the show too. Um, That's part of what we do is we want to be sure to share the show and there's enough of us, the the abundance mentality, right? That's the way we live. And so how can we, how can we help support the show?
2: So and I was thinking about this as I you know, knew I was going to be talking to you guys this morning that I, we keep saying I started a podcast, which I, I did on some level, but it's not actually on any of the podcast sites yet because I haven't yep. figured out how to do that. So they're just on our YouTube page.
1: To come. Okay. Yep. That's hey, fine. We can help there. Which is
2: fine. And so we have a... a a YouTube page. And I think if you just search that compliance lady, it shows up or Perfect. Um, the, there's a video on our website. And if you do that, it'll take you there. So we, that is one of the things we need to get, well, get it. I know, actually on,
1: on a podcast. I know a guy, I know a guy. I bet you don't have to work through him like, though. He's level one. support. That's like
2: literally my favorite fa- phrase on earth is I know a guy. Yeah. I know a guy.
1: Oh, we live by it. I li- live. I know a guy. So Aaron, we have a new question that we're asking okay. folks this year to wrap up the show. And I know we've got I mean we could spend all day here. That's just how it goes. It's a second time. Oh we're not. I I didn't want to be there. It's not it's not you, it's me. Um Aaron, we we've been asking folks this year, it's a new season, and I know you cheated because you said you watched the one last week, so you already know. But new question this year. Are you ready? I want to be I'm sure ready. connection's good. It's just got to travel a long way all the way to Alaska. What does Erin McKay want to be when she grows up?
2: You know, if I could like, I always, the, I, I do this in a lot of areas of my life. I always do the kind of like, if money were no object and restraints that we think about now aren't an object, what would you be doing? And, as silly as it might sound, I actually would love to be doing something similar to what we're doing now. Like if the company I have, you know, we've got great people, bring on more great people and, and pass it on is like to be involved in the industry a lot of the ways that I already am. But... um just with more flexibility and cause I love I literally love going to conferences and, yeah. and meeting people and seeing what people are doing. And I also love, I was thinking about this this morning. I remember talking to somebody years ago that was kind of like a, a life coach. She's actually a friend of mine, but she, and I said, you know what I really love is I love being a connector. Yeah. You know, I can't even count how many times in my life I have literally gotten people together and going, I can't articulate exactly why right now, but I think you two need to know each other (laughs) and um, you know, and something may or may not ever come out of it. And sometimes it's years later, but I love that. And I love like sitting and listening to what people are talking about and going, wait, if weren't those guys talking about something and what if we, you know, did this and see if somebody else wanted to partner. And I love partnerships and, and um, you know, and obviously right now we, we do a lot of that actually. Um, but we, you know, we have to be more specific about building our business and and that sort of thing. So the focus is a little bit different, but it like, it seems to me there'd be this like amazing freedom. And if you were not doing that to just be out seeing what's going on and coming up with new ideas. And in fact, the people I work with, I drive them a little crazy because I can come up with new ideas all the time, and they're like, summer down, summer down. So
1: down, you're down. saying you want to be Jim Shower when you grow up. <laughs> Aaron, yeah. He Either also, that or he also up. annoys us. No, I'm just kidding. Does he? I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Yeah, so yes, wait I a do minute. Do. No, but I will yes say, I Aaron, what an awesome outlet. that yeah. podcast, video series, whatever you want to call it, web series, YouTuber. You're a YouTuber. How cool is that? Um, uh, is that what it is? It, yeah. it is a great outlet for that. Um, yeah. I would guess. I don't know. Have you ever done a Strengths Finder uh, f- uh, report, like from from Gallup? I'll send you information on it. Yeah. I wonder if connected. A what? Strengths Finder.
2: It- oh! oh, Strengths oh yes, I have. I have done that. Do you I have, have done
1: connectedness yes. in your top five? And yeah.
2: my, I think that's the one, like my number one is maximizer, where the definition is you take things that are good and you want to make them better. Yeah. And um, so, yes, I have done that. And everything in it rang completely true, rang completely true. Cool, um, very... There's something else I was going to say about the connecting and stuff. And I've lost my train of thought, which happens yes, often.
1: Right. But... Well, welcome to podcasting. Uh, yeah. It, you exactly. you're official now just wait till you're mid-sentence and the whole thing flies off and you're the host uh that usually and happens and me, jim yes. has to jump in and save you that's, that's why you problem. get a co-host yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let us but know It does work that
0: way though hey that yin and yang brother yeah, yeah. Well,
2: you know, one, and one of the things that we really want to do with this, I mean, we've been a little inconsistent about doing them. And part of it is I had things lined up and then I'm going to see people in a few weeks in person. And we're like, Oh, well, let's just do them then in person. So, but I, one of the things I'm really excited about is there's so many things that come up. And I think this is kind of our little niche that are, you know, things that are happening currently in the industry you know, like right now they're doing all these 114 inspections and and our whole kind of focus is i used to always say you know we're answering the same question in the industry a thousand times a day and in especially with these smaller companies you know it's like why are we doing that you know let's have somebody dig in and kind of put out some information about you know we just had a few people get a hold of us about um like the agency's asking about disadvantaged communities and it kind of came out of left field and you know how does that relate to pipelines and so I was on the phone yesterday talking to some people from the agency and other operators to kind of just put something out there and say you know here are these questions here's what we found out you know you know some of the databases aren't publicly available yet but you know just to kind of save you know like i always say no blank sheets of paper at this point in this industry nobody should be doing anything from a blank sheet of paper and if we can provide just a little guidance and i think that's kind of our little you know kind of our niche is to see these things coming up because people call us all the time from operating companies or consultants call us and say hey, i've got a client and this is going on have you seen this in other places and to be able to kind of get ahead of it. And and we refer, and I don't see us as any competition. I mean, we refer people to people all the time and we're not trying to replace anybody, but just provide some guidance. And then like, yes, now go have an attorney or consultant or somebody help you with this, but just help direct them, you know, because things are changing so fast right now.
1: Yeah, be a resource in that discussion. Well, Aaron, we appreciate the work that y'all do. We appreciate uh Absolutely, You reaching out to us and telling us that story. Uh, Jim and I were talking this morning and we're going to work that your story into our story that we just gave because it's it's such a nice little cherry on top. And it validates some of the work that Jim and I do, whether you know it or not. Nice. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that Absolutely. email hit in a very, very uh, important spot uh, for us. Nice. It's like our cup. So we appreciate that. And Aaron, anything we can do, we appreciate you, and let us know. Okay.
2: Well, we and, I'm sure I will see you several times this year. Oh,
1: we <laughs> will see you. Booth mates, Absolutely. Sure. We'll be on the road together. And, and I'll make
2: sure you know where the party is at LGA.
1: <sighs> yeah, because I'm in a closet again. It's next to Jim's room. Uh, go go, uh, follow Aaron on LinkedIn. Go uh, Please. Uh, to thatcompliancelady.com. Also, the i'm gonna call it a podcast because we're gonna fix that problem too. yeah uh and uh well you can be listening to it on there and share the show let's, let's yeah. get it out there let's make a difference
0: knowledge sharing have a good day everybody